Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? It's beautiful summer. Summer's trucking along. Trucking along. You've got a big uh, July. You now. got a big adventure coming up. Yeah, this weekend. What's cycling going on? Up, uh, weather permitting, cycling up uh, Mount Mitchell in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm, that's the highest peak. Highest peak in the eastern, the U.S. I guess. Uh, there is a. Seems like there'd be higher ones. There's a peak in. I yeah, I would think like Adirondacks or something, but apparently not. I guess not. The there is uh, a peak in Gatlinburg, and apparently on a clear day you can see Mount Mitchell. Really? We went up there. I guess they're not that far away. To look out or something like that. Yeah, that's it. What's it called? Klingman's Dome. Yeah, that was a good hike, uh, buddy and I did after a run down there. Um, well, that's exciting. How many miles will that be? So from our rental to the peak and back down is about 65, roughly, miles. And then if we can, we'll extend that to, we'll round it up to 100-ish. Wow. All we want to do is pump you up. That sounds... Just make a day of it. We ain't got nowhere to be. That sounds good. Well, so enjoy that. We'll just do some laps around town. and Or if it rains, we'll just eat pizza or something. Boom. And pretend that we... Biked up a mountain. Well, you know. Drive up the mountain and wave and take pictures with our bikes. You're <laughs> like, look, we did it. Go back uh, down. Markets seem to, uh, again, I know that this is a timeless podcast. You might be listening to this in 2025 and going, oh, boy, they were way off. But markets seem to trying to find their footing here. And uh, if you have been investing in this environment and starting to question your sanity, uh, at least over the last week or so, it's uh, it's been much better, and I would tell you that the action underneath looks promising. I don't know if that's going to manifest into an actual, you know, real bull market again, or if this is just a pause before we further uh, decline. But it is nice to get at least a little respite. So uh, we'll see what happens there, and a lot of that has to do, obviously, with oil prices coming down. And I heard a lot of people talking about finally gas being back uh, into the. 399 range although boy what a disparity i i passed one this morning it was like 419 and then one right here was 469 still and and they're just all over the map it's a good time to use that gas buddy i think changing very quickly gas buddy is a i've never used it but i see a lot of people posting on that logan's pointing to himself he is gas buddy you use gas buddy use it gas buddy all right uh, we got some interesting uh, questions today because, as you know, we cut two a day. But let's hit this first one on this podcast. For this episode. For this episode. And it's Paolo. Paolo, right? I think I said that right. Paolo, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hello, Quint, Daniel, and Logan. How's it going? This is Paolo from California. Love the podcast. Love the broad talk. Please don't change anything. I have some savings, but I don't really feel the stocks or the ETFs or the mutual funds vibe. So um, what's your take on investing in a real estate out of the country? 
It's actually in a tourist city in Mexico that hasn't boomed yet. Hope to hear your thoughts because the investing might happen soon. Thanks a bunch. Okay, uh, so I guess I would love to know a little bit more on why you're not feeling the stocks or the ETFs or the mutual funds or things along those lines. Um, and, you know, just get an understanding of kind of where that's coming from. And if it's coming from the idea that, you know, it's extremely volatile or in this environment it's been dangerous or whatever it may be. Uh, I think you have to understand real estate is not much different. Uh, yes, it's a tangible asset, but the reality is that you could see the price appreciation or depreciation uh, just as much, and uh, it doesn't have the liquidity factor that stocks do. So you can also go through environments where you have a depreciating asset that is costing you money through taxes, maintenance, insurance, or whatever it may be. Uh, and then you have an illiquidity issue, so you can't get out of it. So for all those reasons, I, I think you just have to be very careful with that. Um, I, I would, I'm going to lump this into a couple things. First of all, I would say that assuming that you've followed the DIY money steps and you've got a secure you know, plan in place when it comes to fast cash, emergency fund, retirement savings, etc., whether you're, you know, investing in U.S. equities or domestic international equity or whatever it may be, or, you know, you've got something close or business or something. I mean, again, that you're pretty confident it's going to provide for your needs uh, living out throughout retirement and your life expectancy. I'm going to say, assuming you do all that, then speculative real estate, because that is exactly what you're doing, make no mistake, speculative real estate, I, I think, is just fine. Assuming you've checked all the boxes uh, regarding, you know, again, everything I just mentioned. If, however, you're skipping a step or five, and you're saying, no, speculative real estate is going to be where I invest, I think you, you have to be very, very careful. I think that's dangerous. Uh, maybe it works out. Maybe you do exceptionally well, and you know, you've started buying up properties in a place that you know, is not yet popular but will become, and wow, you look like a genius, and that's great. I would call that a business. I would call that you starting a business, and this is not investing for your future. This is you starting a business. So, I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. Uh, but again, I, I'd be very careful if you haven't checked all the boxes to be jumping into something that you know is extremely speculative, uh, whether it works out or not. It, it makes no difference. Um, the only other thing I would say is a, is a very very intelligent real estate person. Actually, I'm going to share with you that you know individual that I had known over the years who actually started. And many of our podcast listeners are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm being candid with you. Started Sotheby's Real Estate. Uh, back in, I don't even know, it might have been the 70s or 80s, uh, and then ultimately uh, sold out his interest to Sotheby's, had it, whatever. Uh, but nonetheless, I'll never forget what he told me once. He said, I never invest in anything uh, as far as real estate goes that I can't drive at least in a few hours and see it. So I think you have to be cognizant that if you have a property that takes more than a day or a plane ride or whatever it is, I'm assuming that's the case, uh, to see it, I think you're, you're setting yourself up for, for a, a potential pitfall there as well. So again, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I think you just have to be super careful. I'd love to know more on why you're not feeling 
uh, you know, tried and true methodologies that have worked for hundreds of years in this country. That's all I can say about that. I don't know. Oh, gosh. I don't know, you guys. What say you, Daniel? Definitely, yeah. I think we've talked about on the show before that uh, real estate is an element of diversification in your portfolio, so you have to look at that as a whole. It shouldn't be where you throw uh, all your eggs, per se. Uh, for some people, uh, really astute real estate investors, it might be where a large chunk of their eggs are. But even them, I mean, we know a lot of real estate investors who still have investments uh, in retirement accounts and various things in addition to the real estate that they're doing. So I think it's important to have a, a well-balanced portfolio, a well-balanced selection of investments, regardless of what that is. And uh, if you are going to start dabbling in real estate, yeah, I think maybe doing something more local and, and close to home, probably not a bad idea to kind of get a feel for it, uh, what that looks like. Um, obviously, going further in either distance or different uh, geographical areas could be have its own sort of problems, I would guess. So, yeah, I would, uh, I guess, agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, but I would want to, I would want to diversify. Don't underestimate uh, the liquidity of stocks and investments, mutual funds, ETFs, things like that, for your financial and investment plan. The fact that you can tap into those funds pretty easily, and I know with real estate, you could go to the bank, you could get a loan, you could utilize the equity, and things like that. Uh, but one of the great things, uh, at least about the American capital markets, is is the fact that when you have a lot of those investments, there is a market for those. Uh, it may not always be at the prices that you want, just like real estate. Uh, as we talk right now, stocks are down on the year. But you could press a button in, in most instances and get those funds back out if you needed them. It's a little bit harder with real estate. So that's something that people uh, definitely ought to keep in mind as well when they're thinking about real estate. I'm going to say the last thing I would say, Paolo, because I don't want to discourage if, I mean, let's say you have family in that area, uh, you're confident in that area. Again, th th there's an element that you're referring to that sounds like a business venture. And it, and I don't want to discourage a business venture because a business venture is, you know, what makes America great, the ability to do that. But just as if you called us up and, and said, hey, I've been you know, cooking in a kitchen for 10 years and I know the ins and outs of the restaurant business and now I want to start my own restaurant business, I, I would not I would not say to you, wow, 90% of restaurants fail. That's a terrible idea. Don't do that. No, I would say, I think that's fantastic, but you better have your ducks in a row so that if you're, this first venture doesn't go well, that you're not derailed 25 years or 30 years. I mean, this idea in, in our country... Um, from from a lot of the sort of motivational people that oh you gotta you know burn your ships and you gotta put everything in it and you know be willing to risk everything I, I think that's crazy I think you could take calculated methodical risk uh, and and you know try to pursue entrepreneurial ideas and visions and if they don't go they don't go well I still think you can rebound from that, right? I mean, we all hear the success story. Oh, the FedEx guy who was couldn't make payroll. I'd love to validate this story, by the way, sometime. But anyways, couldn't make payroll, flew to Vegas with their 50 grand, turned it into 200,000, made payroll, and FedEx was off to the races. I mean, we hear stories like that, and that's great and exciting. But the reality is there's thousands of other stories where 
the person who took payroll to Vegas ended up in jail. I mean, that's ridiculous, <laughs> quite honestly. But, you know, made a made a, a valiant attempt and it didn't work and it failed. And, and now they're not doing well. So, again, business ventures, okay, bravo, but make sure your ducks are in a row and uh, – and you've got backup. Not backup, but, you know, contingency plans if it doesn't work. That's good. There you go. And diversification. And diversification. Absolutely. All right. Uh, thanks so much for that question. We will send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, all Paolo did was send us an audio file. I still have people typing questions. Why are you typing us questions? I, I will not read them. We've never read them. Can't you understand it? What is wrong with you people? Send us an audio file. Just get on your phone, hit voice memo, record a question in your car, walking to work, whatever, at the gym, hit email, send it to us at podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And if we use it on the show, boom, we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card uh, to your inbox. So, And for those of you who have sent questions in the past, if you're like, I still haven't got that Amazon gift card, let us know because uh, sometimes we get a little bit of a bottleneck there uh, and we can we can uh, remedy that pretty quickly. But I think we're pretty caught up there. All right. Remember, friends, secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.